Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 52-year-old from Cardiff, Wales. His hockey journey has taken him to Wales, England, Germany, and he is a legend with the Belfast Giants of Northern Ireland. As a player mucked around with the Cardiff Rage and laced up for a professional match with those Giants in 2005-06, but he is best known as the hardest-working kit guy or equipment manager in the game. Had the sharpest wheels in the Super League with the Cardiff Devils and London Knights before finding a home with the Belfast Giants in 2003, where he's helped them become one of the best organizations in the EIHL, and they've ran amok over the last few years, and he even spread his wings in the Shed's Honey Hole, Germany, for a year. And he has also been the guy for Team GB since 99, and helped write the Disney script, winning back-to-back golds, vaulting Great Britain to the top pool of hockey. Welcome to the shed, Jason Taff Ellery. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thanks. I get into the... I get into how we know each other. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got your number yeah. from Dees. He said that uh, I get into how we know each other. He said you're his best friend in hockey. Yeah. Um, do you sit, feel the same way about him? Yeah, he's a really you can good be friend honest. You can be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a good friend. <laughs> he's a beauty, you know. Um, you know, he's done well for himself to get himself in Austria with a grass. But uh, no, we we grew up together and uh, we had some some good laughs and that when we were younger. So I'm sure you but, did. Uh, yeah, this is a fun like, guy to have around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, he's got, uh, good boys himself. When I posted that you were coming on, another guy yeah. that wrote, Jeff Maxwell. Oh, Maxie, yeah. He wrote, what a beauty. Can't wait. And then Deese wrote kind of the same thing. But then, you know, the, another shed guy that wrote to me was Mark Whitfall. That wrote, oh, witty. Carlos is what I call him. You know, like the baby from The Hangover. <laughs> um, he wrote that you are the best equipment manager in hockey. And that you are you are such a beauty, and he said, make sure you tell him that when he comes to the shed. So, yeah, Mark's a good guy. Um, I guess the Germans like you too. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I was still there. You know, I, I really enjoyed my time in Freiburg, and you know things didn't work out at the end. But uh, yeah, good bunch of guys. You know, uh, especially the homegrown ones, um, Chris Billich, Woody. Um, you know, Billy. I played with him at Hellbron. Yeah, yeah. So great. So, yeah, guys. I miss him, guys. Yeah, really good guys. I mean, I miss them, you know, so. Wow. Isn't it tough when you yeah. play a season with guys and you really become like brothers and then you just don't get to see them again? Yeah. Well, 
I'm definitely going back for sure, even for a holiday, just a you know a weekend or something to hang out with them guys. So because we we were in, we were in lockdown at the time, so okay, so and, you didn't uh, get to spread your wings in Germany and do all the fun stuff. No, no, we were in lockdown, but you got got to see the city and stuff, you know. And you know, we lived lived in a ski resort, so it was a pretty pretty good area, you know. So it was good. Oh yeah. Um. So Dees has a couple questions. <laughs> Um, did you get injured playing broom ball? Yeah, I did. Uh, 2002 was in a charity game. Um, couple a of charity uh, broom ball game. Yeah, yeah, for uh, diabetes. Um, a couple of ex Cardiff Devils were there. Um, uh, Vezio Sacatini and uh, Steve Thornton. And yeah, we we're playing this game. Just didn't have a really good feeling about the last game we we're playing against a team of bankers. And um, it just got a bit physical, <laughs> and some guy hit me over the back of the neck with a broom ball, broke my neck in two places. With the stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit you in the back of the neck and broke your neck playing in a charity game and broom ball. Yeah. That. Yeah, sucked. How long's that kind? Of, what's recovery like for that? Uh, I was in a neck brace for ten weeks. Um, I had no mobility, you know. Um, but you know, I tried my hardest to stay around the team and stuff, you know. So, but yeah, Jeez. it was a tough time. So, but oh, so he hit you on the back of the neck, like a two hander, I'm guessing, right? Twice, twice. What'd you so, do to him? Nothing. nothing really. They just been drinking and and uh, just being idiots because we were I was working for the London Knights at the time and we had jerseys on and say oh you think it's tough we London Jersey Knights you know, yeah London Knights jerseys and I'm like to be honest you know all office workers I'm only here just to, to make up the numbers and uh, just got a bit physical um, psycho and it, uh, it took it out took it out on me so that's so, yeah. crazy so man uh, time for, for two two to three months so that's yeah. uh Wow, that's a wild game of broom ball. And that guy's got some issues, it sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, realistically, that's when stuff like that happens. That's when people should get charged, you know? But what do well, I know? He did. He did. He did. Oh, okay. But, uh, you got one one, one less in attempted murder. So. Holy moly. Yeah, okay. So. Thanks for the question, Deese. That's quite the story, yeah, though. Good. We're going to get into the positive stuff soon here, folks, right? <laughs> One more <laughs> negative one, though. This is another Dees question. You ever get hit yeah. in the head with a puck in the Champions League? <laughs> it wasn't Champions League. It was at the um, Olympic qualifiers in Nottingham. And uh, playing against Romania, live on TV, of course. Um, Dallas Erhardt, left-handed shot. Defenseman comes down the right wing. And I can just see he uses one of them silly P28 curves. Which one, um, I don't even know which one that back. is. Is that like, is that got the loft Deal on Bash, it? The old Bashkin curve. The man using a silly curve. And he just shot the truck left-handed from right wing. And I seen it coming. I thought, I'm ducking out of the way. So literally I ducked, missed me, hit the glass behind, smashed me right in the face. So you duck like towards the boards and then it hits the glass and like that doesn't lose glass. much momentum and hits you right in the face. No, no. So, he said he thought you were dead that time too. You <laughs> <laughs> was probably left with my job after that as well. <laughs> um. Wow, that's wild stuff. Um. Yeah. Okay, 
well, I'm glad you're in the shed today and I'm getting to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so, whoa. Um, yeah, other ways that I know you then is, um, let's see here. That year in Freiburg, you had Carlos. You also had Evan Mosey on your team. Yeah, yeah, Evan. Yeah, doesn't shut up. You know, he can... Uh, That's why it's a great shed that guess, guy. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good guy, but you know he he can talk. But uh, we we put him on the other side of the locker room because because we, we were in uh, um, COVID, so we had gaps in between, and we had a guy in the team, Chad Bassin, and he drove him absolutely nuts. He said, "That guy just not shut up," like you know what I mean. And we could be in the coach's office, and you can just hear him talking. Eh? So, but great guy, you know, good team guy, and you know, oh, yeah. I love most. Up and down the yeah. lineup, does whatever for the team. The other guy that's playing it. in Sheffield now, I also saw when the research team got hot, was Scott Allen was also on that team? Yeah, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty's a, a great, great, great team guy. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to playing against Sheffield so I can meet up with him again and have a chat, you know. so It is fun I, being I, in the equipment world, right? Because like us hockey guys that when we're done and it's just done, you don't yeah. get to see any of your friends anymore unless you start a shed. Um, the equipment guys, you guys get to stay in the game, even if you get like fat and old, like Dees, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Look at the size of him. Jesus. He needs to work out. There's no no fat test for equipment managers, right? Hey, I've been working out for the last three months. I've lost 17 pounds. So you're skinny. I'm talking about (laughs) Dees. Every bit of that barrel, but, uh, but no, um, yeah, you meet a lot. Like I've been doing this now thirty-two years, and I, you know, the, the amount of people I've met and bumped into and stories and stuff is just—it's out of this world, right? Wow, well, how many people sport. you would know around the world? And yeah, yeah, you you wouldn't need to find many hotels if you want to go for vacations. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, other way we know each other is I—you've been part of Team GB since '99. The research team saw 90- and. 96 uh, research team didn't have those, but that's very impressive. Um, and, um, I just had on, I called it team GB royalty, but I had on Richie Bouncy, Jono, Richie, or I got Richie written down twice. Holy moly. Scrambling Davy Phillips. Right. Um, and Mizey, that's who I didn't write down, but is it not a Disney movie, what they've done and what you've done? Um, unbelievable. Like, you know, when I first started, it was all Canadians, doing nationals and right. handful of Brits. Um, and then leading up to Belfast, you know, never won a gold medal, won the gold medal with a, a team of full Brits, you know. And full, then full of Brits. Later, yeah. Yeah, full of Brits. And then 12 months later, we win another one in Hungary. And, you know, what, you know, and it, it was funny because I was thinking about it today, um, going into that, like, halfway through the, um, the tournament, Anybody could still be relegated. Anybody could still go up. It was just just a wild thing, you know. It was just so surreal to be there and to see what happened. It was just, I, I've never seen anything like it, you know. And the big goals that will go down in history, right? Like that have written yeah. the history of ice hockey in, in Britain, like Ben yeah. Davies' goal, uh, Farmer's goal, you know. Yeah. So Farmer, Farmer scored the, the winning goal in, in Hungary. Yeah, Farmer scored the tying goal in um, Kazic. You know, Kazic. What's that? Slovakia. That's Slovakia. That's that was the relegation game against France. And 
when Ben Davies scored that goal, what you got to realise is you had Ben Bounds in goal, you had Mark Richardson, Ben Davis, and Jonathan Phillips, mm-hmm. all Cardiff related. All Cardiff and all shed guys. Ben Davies yeah. hasn't been on yet, but he will be. He's already confirmed. <laughs> Cheddar, Cheddar Benny. Just call him Cheddar Benny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I saw him when I went over for Matthew's testimonial and um, he yeah. lives right around the corner from him. And there's quite a hub of hockey guys there eh, from Cardiff. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, you know, even when I was there growing up and seeing these guys coming through and, you know, like John Phillips for sure. You know, when I first, I remember his first goal in Cardiff uh, against the Scottish Eagles um, and it's how he's progressed to be where he is now in Sheffield and captain of, Sheffield and she- and uh, the Great Britain team, you know, and you could say I I still think he could play another couple of years, you know. Oh yeah, but, like he's the identity of both teams, really. Yeah, 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 for sure. He's uh, you know, a passionate guy, and you know, wears his heart in his sleeve. So, yeah, I like John. John has been a, a good friend over the years, and you know, well, uh, especially. What I love about these big goals that have been scored, though, that these guys' names will go down history and people talk like. British hockey will keep growing. They're going to keep getting better. And like right around the corner from here is Lucknow, Ontario, which is where Paul Henderson's from, who scored the big goal for Canada against the Russians. And like there's big goals in history that go down forever. And like some of those goals are going to like those were massive, massive goals for young kids to see those that you guys in the top tier of hockey the last couple of years. That's got to inspire some some kids to start playing hockey. Oh. For sure, for sure. But you know what? Like it's the, the, the only problem here is the development, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I think these teams now need to start bringing youngsters into the elite league team. Like you go to Germany, I think you've got to have two under 19s in the DL2. You know, every team should have two under 19s. We're lucky enough to have two under 19s right now, but um, it's just for them to get acclimatized, right? And like be yeah, around yeah. the like the yeah. the people you practice with, the people you're around make you better, yeah. right? Like you see exactly. Josh Batch was like getting cut from junior B in the US, and then he comes back to the EIHL yeah. and, and look at where he is nowadays, right? Yeah, I know, I know. And we got we got two young kids coming through in uh Max Stewart and Cal Beattie. You know, last year they were pivotal to our team. We had injuries and you know, they're young kids and they did really well. And, you know, they're on, still on two-way contracts with us right now. And, uh, you know, but that's only two, you know. You need you need another 20, 30, get, 30 kids to progress and come through through yeah. the system, you know. It's, it's interesting, right, for everybody because the Brits are going to want more Brits. And then us yeah. imports are going to want more imports because then there's more jobs for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, but- for sure. So, you know, so you got to, you know, I, I think I agree though. Like you got to have Brits get nice time and playing. And it seems like there's too big of a drop off to that next league. Right. Yeah. Sure. And you know, you just look at the national team now, like you probably got four or five guys coming through and you're probably going to lose six or seven the next couple of years through retirement. And you know, where are you going to go from? Well, like my royalty (laughs) group there, right? Like that is the core of the team. I think Uh, not, you know, whether I know what I'm talking about or not, but those were the guys I hand selected for that episode. And yeah, yeah. those guys ain't spring chickens. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They don't, they don't get, you know, this year will be another year older and, you know, we've got a chance to progress back up into the top nation. Yeah. Top pool, you know? So, I guess you got Liam Kirk though, right? And a couple other fellas. You got uh, Nielsen too. He's a player. 
Yeah. But you know what? Like it was a shame. It was a shame last year. We we had so many guys out with injury as well. You know, uh, we're right. missing. I think probably six or seven guys that regularly play national team through injury. So, and the reigning leading goal scorer of the tournament, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, no, but what you've got to be around is a kit guy, as they call it in the UK or an equipment guy. Like you've been around some yeah. pretty incredible hockey games in your career, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know, um, pool a, you know, um, pool big and pushed up, um, you know, challenge cup against Cardiff last year. You know, there's, there's so many games that I can, you know, talk about, you know, so, well, yeah, but the big, 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 big ones for me with the GB ones. Okay, well, then let's get into your poster picks. Okay, yeah. I I find it interesting, and I can sometimes tell about people from their poster picks. But um, there are people that you know love their teammates, love coaches, people that they work for. You put up yeah. a picture of Kiefer. You put up you yeah. put a picture of Kiefer on your poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's uh. He's doing okay. Eh? I, yeah, he's doing all right. Since since <laughs> he came here um, as a player, I respected him for what he did. Yeah. On and off the ice, he's been, you know, pivotal to this uh, organization. And when he when he was made head coach, it was just funny because I was I was uh, asked by Todd to go to Cardiff. And um <clears throat> and before or after Lord, D's. <laughs> uh during <laughs> yeah. uh, so he asked me to Cardiff and I said look I'll think about it and he said look I'll, I'll make you an offer I was in Cardiff he walked in the, it was in the blue tent and he said your locker room looks better than our home room he said the way you set it all out and stuff because I worked with Todd in Belfast and uh, he said next time you're in I'll have a contract on the table for you so I said yeah no problem so the Friday before we come in he goes Taff I'm just going to pull the contract off the table um, you know I'm like, yeah, no problem. That's fine. Um, you know, it is what it is. I'd been looking for houses. My mum was sick at the time and I would like to have gone home. But And then they made Kiefer coach. Um, and then probably, sorry, so that year, then the following year, then they made Kiefer coach. And I got a call off my buddy saying, you know, home's homey. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I think these, they're not having these back next year. And if you want to come back, you can always come back. And I went, you know what? If you call me probably two months ago, maybe. Yeah. I said now Kiefer's head coach. I said I'm not going to let that guy down because he was there for me. Yeah. Um. So, and what he's done over the over the five or six years where I've been or coach five years coaching, um, been phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, you could call guy. it running a muck. <laughs> That's what I call. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I couldn't let him down. I could see what he would be like as a coach, though, because I played against him. I yeah. thought he was probably the hardest competitor I ever played against. Oh, he yeah. was an animal out there. I remember one time I tried to reverse hit him because I used to have success yeah. at that. And when I tried it to him, <laughs> I got I was it hurt so much. And he went right through me and my, yeah, I almost, yeah. my shoulders almost went yeah. like my wind was gone. And I'm like, well, I know now I'm getting out of the way now yeah. and I'm moving the puck faster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause and he's coming. You know what? His attention to detail. Yeah. 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 But his atten attention to detail 
you know, scheduling and stuff like that is out of this world. Like, you know, it's well, did you know so that at- um, I asked Dees about you or like anything to ask about? And he said, all he is is a guy that cut, shows up, he works harder than anybody, gets his shit done, and is just you're just top end is what he said. So um, for me, I've talked around quite a bit in my shed. I think for teams to win championships, it takes everybody. I've been lucky enough to win a few things and not having a good equipment guy, having the best equipment guy that I keep hearing you are helps teams win championships. It's not just the head coach guys, not complaining about their skates, about their sticks, about this or about that lets them focus on hockey they're in a better mood. Yeah. They're not bitching, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a lot harder here because of the travel and stuff. But, um, yeah, the guys respect me for what I do here on the national team. You know, I go that extra extra mile for them. And, uh, yeah, it's... When people appreciate going the extra mile, you're willing to do it the next time too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. you know, at Christmas and end of year, you know, when they, they tip you, you know, yeah you know, you appreciate it and stuff, you know, so. Yeah. Um. So I guess, well, that kind of segues into this. I do have written down flying. And so like yeah. your job with Belfast is going to be different than the ones on the mainland. On the main. Is yeah. that what you call it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they are bus in most places, right? For the most part. Yeah. You guys are basically flying every time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, unless we're in Scotland, we'll ferry across um sometimes like so what's the ferry like you just you take the bus on the ferry take the bus on the ferry yeah yeah so it's two and a half hours across and then glasgow's two hours uh five's three and then dundee's three and a half so it's it's not so bad definitely different for the logistics of it though right like as the equipment guy yeah yeah. Yeah. like if you if you if you're going on the bus you can take everything you take your road trunk your glove dryers you know, water, everything, you know, you can take. When you're flying, you're restricted to what you can take. Like, you can't take a sharpener, you can't take glove dryers, you know, because we have the Blade Master one. So, you've got to make a temporary one with hair dryers and stuff like that, you know. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, but you have to pack certain things in other bags, like goalies, for, for instance, like two How, sets of gloves. I got, okay, I got a question for you because I know you equipment managers are nuts. How's a lot? What's the longest you've gone without sleeping? Longest I've gone without sleeping to do your job. That's probably that was probably recently in the CHL and playing here. Probably, probably 23, 24 hours easy. Yeah, easy. And that's straight, you know? folks. There's no unions for these fellas, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, in the real and, world, and the they like- tell you how long you can work in a row right and um you got to yeah. take breaks and uh equipment guys there ain't no rules for that you got to get shit done no <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know that ch the chl this year was crazy with us like the scheduling and who'd you play you know, uh we played shaleftia from sweden best team in sweden right now um we played davos and we played trinich in Czech. would you know yeah. if joachim lidstrom was on skelfty or whatever you call it yeah i think he was yeah Played with him in Syracuse. He was a clever fellow with a puck. Yeah. Yeah. They're all clever. Oh, yeah. Well, he... In that last game, they they had, like... They had an 18-year-old kid in goal. They had uh, 
this defenseman had been drafted by Winnipeg. Um, and this other kid was only 17 and hadn't been drafted yet. It was unbelievable. You're like, Jeez. Well, and yeah. you see those Different. kids, right? I remember going yeah. to uh, Lugano and playing an exhibition game. Yeah. And they're playing their normal lines, rolling out the former NHLers. And then they got up a few goals. And then they brought out a line of kids with all cages on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they were putting it between their legs. They were doing whatever the hell they wanted with us. And I'm like, this yeah. is the fourth line. This is the 17 year olds. Holy moly. I, yeah. <laughs> the second league in German's way easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, like we played them, we played them at home and they turned up with 19 players. I thought we got a chance here. The number one goalie got injured the night before. Um, yeah. Next day, next day. Well, game day, I think it was game day. They came Sunday, game day. They flew in five kids. Yes. Just flying in. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> just come on in. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Champions League, I never got to play in it. That was just going to get started there when I was done. But uh, great experience for everybody, right? Oh, for everyone, yeah. For everyone, you know, uh, to play in them rinks. Um, like she left you, came to us and thought, all right, so shite. And then go to. How uh, do you say it? I always called it scalf tea. <laughs> Ske- uh, Gefflia. Uh, okay. It might be different to that. So, but uh, then now guys skated on the ice and they said, now I know why they complain about the ice. This is unbelievable, you know? Wow. So there is good ice and bad ice out there, isn't there? <laughs> so, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially if you go to Manchester. Um, <laughs> you bad talk at the storm? They're shed favorites. You know the Giants hardly ever come to the shed. <laughs> I don't know. She should ask them on. No, I know. I probably should. I actually asked Kiefer way back early on when I started it, and he was yeah. like, ah, I don't know. I wonder if yeah. I circled back around now if he'd be into it now. Yeah, you know? sure he will. Sure he will, yeah. Um, I don't know if he knew which way I was going to be going with the shed, but you know, I think it just helps promote everybody and gets fans more yeah, engaged yeah. and gets them to know people, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And for I sure. get to have fun. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> everybody wins, folks. <laughs> Shout out to Cross Check Clothing. I got a parcel in the mail here, a box full of goodies. Um, so yeah. welcome to the Shed family. The clothes look fantastic. Um, in the real world, dads don't really have any money to spend on fashion, and I never really did, anyways. And now yeah. I have new clothes for the first time since I guess 2015 16 when the Devils gave me clothes. So thank you, Cross Check Clothing. Um, it's great to have new clothes for once, you know, <laughs> and they look great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, anyways, better move on. So the Belfast yeah. Arena, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, six thousand seater uh, when it's fully. And you, know, you guys have cool up. concerts and stuff because what I remember of going to Belfast is obviously yeah. you got the Titanic thing beside it. So I'm talking like first time, never been to Belfast. I show up, you got the Titanic thing beside the arena. I'm like, well, that's really cool. And then you walk yeah, yeah. in that back door to get to the locker rooms, and you see all the posters of all the cool yeah. shit that happens in that arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've, you know. Um, I've met a couple of the stars. I met Bruce Springsteen. Um, uh, take that. I met uh, Ed Sheeran. So you, know, you get to meet some of them sometimes. You know, in and out of the locker room. You know, so no, that's but, cool though. Yeah. I like that arena is nice. It's just the ice yeah. surface is so big. You know, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and that's the thing. Like you go to the DEL now, they move in and making their rink smaller. I think they're going to NHL sizes, and you should. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. To quickens the game up and more hitting, more bumping and grinding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Think about for Adam sure. Keefe playing his career on a smaller ice surface, man. He would have and ran through to, even more guys. Playing him in the big blue tent, literally, my line and his line would always be matched up against each other, the third lines, right? And I don't think Lorna wanted to play against him that much, so I got to. <laughs> right? Much, and much, it, every shift was – I hated it. I hated every shift yeah. against him because I had to know where he was at all times. And then I was like, oh, is that Lord Lloyd guy out here? Is he going to slew foot me? Yeah, well, and I'm like, a- what a mess. Yeah, them two on the ice. Mark Arside center. He'd, he'd win the face-off, chip it in the corner, and it was just like two bloodthirsty dogs just going into the corner. You're like, oh, here we go. I you just, know, re- I, just... I, I'll say this in my shed because I could say whatever I want. I yeah, I respected Adam Keefe as a player more than basically anybody. Um, yeah. But that Lloyd, for some reason, his foot would always be behind the other guy's heels, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't need that yeah, shit. No, no. But he, he got away with it for a long time. Yeah. You know? He, yeah. You know, the league tried to clamp down on it, but they, they never really caught him, really. So, well, I saw what was going on. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then you got Kiefer to back him up. I know. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it on your shed as well. I remember when, um, uh, what's the guy off spitting? Spitting checklist, what's his name? Um, Biz, yeah, Biz. I remember when Daryl Lloyd like blindsided him in Cardiff in the blue tent, and he went to go after Lloyder and Keeper just stepped in. But Biz never says anything about that on the on Spitting Chicklets, so you can say it in your shed. He right. got smoked by Daryl Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> clean head or no? Oh, it's a clean head, yeah, yeah, he got him, he got him clean, yeah, mm-hmm. but he, um, uh, you know. He, he thought he was a Wayne Gretzky in that in that uh, in the league. You know, he, listen, listen, listen to him on uh, Spit and Chicklets. Oh uh, yeah, he was Wayne. No, I, I've I've heard of all their talk about it uh, back before. I was too busy to listen. I haven't yeah. caught Betty lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, maybe I should have him on someday. I played against him in the coast. We both played in Cardiff, but you know. Some people yeah. can, you know, they get pretty big. That uh, who knows if they'd come to the show. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah. so speaking of your crazy hours, <clears throat> when I first reached out, um, you said you had six games in 12 days. Yeah. That's busy, eh? For an equipment guy. That's a lot of laundry. That's a lot of setting up rooms. A lot of traveling. Just like, it's just wild, mate. Like, I know guys don't pack and unpack the bags. So I do all that for them here. What? You know? Yeah. yeah. Every game? So like, so like, if we're flying, so there you go. So if we're on a ferry, we've got to be, got to be uh, at the bus for six thirty in the morning. So we we play Saturday night at home. So I probably get home about twelve o'clock, and then uh, twelve thirty, you know, go midnight, sleep for about four hours, back in for four thirty, pack the bags, load the bus, just to give them guys that extra hour in bed, you know. So just to- you're saying if they play on a Friday night at home. They don't yeah. pack their bags that night. They air it out. They go home and go to sleep and then just show up for bus time. They don't even pack their bag when they get there. No. And when we get back from a road trip, um, if you're on a, if you're on a plane, you know, you're. This sounds like some back. University of Missi- Michigan bullshit. At Western Michigan no. University, we unpack our own bags and we carry our own bags. 
those punk Wolverines well, would have people doing it for them. <laughs> ask Todd Kelman. He's about packing and pack his bag for him. So he knows. Well, that's yeah. uh, well, that's nice of you. Yeah, yeah. And like, 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 where are we next week? We're we're playing Manchester. Not next week. Week after, we're in Manchester. So I'll drive over, go on Friday night, set up on Saturday in Man- Manchester, drive to Nottingham after the game, uh, unpack all the gear, get it all washed and dried, and then play the game, and then drive back to Belfast. How often do you take droolers in locker rooms? A drooler is when you fall asleep just to the point of starting to drool, and then you snap out of it. Oh, you just get that extra, you know, extra bit of wind and you just like, boom, you know, you're back at it. You know, I do it all the time. I need just droolers. I don't need full-time naps. I used to be like a three-hour napper, two-hour napper when I was a hockey player, right? Now I got, I literally, if I have six minutes, I will set my alarm for six minutes from now and I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Best six, best six minutes ever. It really is. Well, yeah. There's other good six. So, yeah yeah but you're right yeah sleeping is fun um oh, yeah when you get time folks but the shed's more fun right um so how'd the champions league go i didn't ask i didn't look um uh, yeah we did we did pretty well um we played in spinach do you have three more games then against the same teams or no is it over yeah three, three home three away okay so, so we uh trinich we lost four nil it was never a 4 0 game. It was probably a 2 1 game. Um, and you, you know, uh, referee, referees all over the world suck. Oh, um, do they ever? The international ones? Yeah, Brutal. Yeah. Then we, go, then we go to Davos. You know, um, if we didn't have such a bad first period, you know, we held our own second and third. Um, Sheleftia, that was a tough place. We had a few injuries in that. And then we, you know, we beat Trinidad at home beat them at home and uh, we pushed uh, Davos at home as well, you know, so all the games are competitive, you know, they're close. They're not far away. Well, and that's, I, I, I think EIHL teams are really, really good. And um, I mean, I think they can compete with everybody. I just saw, you know, when you check things out, I saw a bunch of people saying how proud they were of Belfast for how they competed and everything. But I think it's great that uh, the teams are in that league. And, and finally the EIHL gets to show how, good it is now right yeah but it's it's it's, it's a shame that scheduling you know we have to schedule like challenge cup games in and then you do champions league like we played last week not last week before played dundee away on saturday home to guildford sunday travel to sheleftia on monday play tuesday uh tuesday in sheleftia travel back uh, wednesday and then you're back in it again you know and you guys are doing pretty good in uh, the domestic league, right? Yeah, we we, uh, we haven't lost a game in uh, the Challenge Cup with, with, with top of the standings and that. And then um, we've lost one against Guildford, but that could have been down to fatigue, you know, from, a sh- from the uh, Sheleftia trip. But uh, yeah, we beat like, Coventry are, are up there this year. We beat them 7-0 the other night. And then we played them Sunday, 4-1 down, going, you know, end of second. Uh, we scored a good goal with 11 seconds. 11 seconds goal to make it 4 2, and then we started rolling. So, and then we went in 5 4. So, um, yeah. So, Kiefer, what's his pregame speeches like? He's pretty, he's, he's pretty intense, pretty vocal, you know, pretty wound. Probably yeah. like, price. Yeah, there's a lot of resemblances or similarities to Lordo, I think, right? Just yeah. how they played hockey, like how competitive they were, how 
They just gave her tits all the time. And like Lorda was so attention to detail, all that good stuff, like just dialed right in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's really, he's really, really uh, intense with his speeches, but you know, but we could be winning games and he'll go in. He said, you guys are shit. You know what I mean? Like pick it up, you know, and, Oh, he, he he gets he gets the the vibe, you know, the vibe, and the guys get it as well, you know. So mm-hmm. I hear you. Okay, I better get back on track. Eh? Oh, actually, no. I'm going to yeah. ask about this year's team. Any studs on the team? Because there's a whole new generation of hockey players. I don't know any of them. I looked yeah, at your roster. Got, I don't know many people. Yeah, we got Scott Conway. Um, you know, he's he's really good. He played AHL for a while there. Um, Good goal scorer, um, and then we've got um, Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper, and you know he's like an engine. He just doesn't stop. He's one of the best players in the league. Um, and How long's he uh, been there? His second year for us now. So, uh, and then you got Ben Lake, like Ben Lake. I saw him play for showed, GB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shows up every every practice, every game. He is just like a machine. You know, he's. Yeah, you know, he never gives a night off, and you know, you know so. what you're gonna get every night. That's nice to have yeah. as a coach. So, yeah, yeah. So, okay, back on track now. Growing up in Cardiff, how'd you get into hockey? Because uh, the hockey actually, scene in Cardiff probably isn't what it is today, right? No. So, I I, I literally worked for in the the original rink. The Wales National Ice Rink, and yeah, um, I was right by Chippy Lane. <laughs> that's it. Wait, that's where um, John Lewis is right now. So yeah, um, so I would uh, go skating on a Friday, and a couple of mates said, "Oh, we're pretty good." So we bought our own skates, and then but I was, you weren't I'm, wearing I'm the big... blue ones. Did you use a penguin? No, no penguin, mate, penguin, sea lion, sea lion, mate. You know, um, <laughs> so I bought my first pair of skates, and they were they were shit. So I bought then bought a better pair and some guy said to me, he said, why don't you come skating with us one night and you play hockey? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Well, I turned up with these big, massive shin pads. I got these Cooper rolls on tighter and tight, big shoulder pads, white gloves. And uh, yeah, just got into it, playing with the guys and then uh, stuff, got a full-time job in the rink. Um, and then I left there. I went to Lee Valley to watch the Cardiff Devils play. And um, Lee Valley, Ryan Wilkie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, an, it's an old place, mate. So, uh, well, but, I got uh, a story before we keep going. When you're talking about the equipment and just show it up, because yeah. I'm on lunch hour from work here, is a gal at work yesterday says to me, Brent, my son has his first hockey practice tonight at five thirty. I have nothing. I have no equipment. Nothing. Do you think that's a problem? And I was like. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's a problem. Um, take some time to get everything you need to be a hockey player. Um, but you know what? Versatile Roberta, (laughs) she figured it out. Um, she got equipment from her sister or someone and it all fit the fella, but it was girls equipment. So he was wearing pink and purple yesterday, but had a good first practice. I hear. Did you you have the old, uh. The old uh, Jack and Danny padding, you know. So <laughs> I think he was looking for a penguin. Is actually what was going on. <laughs> but oh, anyways, uh, 
Okay, so that's oh, yeah. how you so, got into hockey that day, eh, is you just yeah, showed so up I've, and played. How old are you? Yeah. 52. So there's oh, a kid, back there's then. A, yeah. Oh, I was uh, 20. Yeah. First time you played so hockey, you were 20? Yeah. Well, probably, probably a couple of years younger than that. So probably 18, 17, 18. Okay. So, but anyway, I was in Lee Valley and Brian Wilkie got hit in the boards, face first, broke his orbital bone, his jaw. And Owen Jenkins, who was the equipment guy at the time, said, can you look after the sticks and the jerseys after the game, pack them up for me? He said, yeah, no problem. I said, I'll take it to hospital. So after the game, I did it. And then John Lawless uh, turned around and he said, what are you doing on Tuesday and Thursday nights? I said, not much. He said, well, come to practice. He said, you can come and help us out. And that was, that was it from 90, 1990 right through till 96. It was a semi-pro, you know, no pay um, and then went professional in 96. And then you just did it for know, the love though. You're doing it because you love, love being it. around the guys and you be around the team yeah. and yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, it's like know. me right now. Right. I still feel like I'm semi pro doing it for no money <laughs> someday. It's cause I'm doing it for the love someday. Maybe yeah. I'll be a pro, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, and it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. You know, well, look at all the things you've got to do. Right. I travel the world, I, you know, I, I work for the IHF, you know, I've worked for great teams, met so many people, you know, it's uh, really good. What it's hitting home there when you say that is like me starting this. It's like I was out of the game for like five, six years. And uh, to think how involved I am with it now and how many new people yeah. I've met and how many great people I've met and how many people yeah. are asking me for help with things or advice with things. And it's like, folks i'm just a guy talking to my shit i don't even know what i'm talking about right <laughs> but it's really fun <laughs> yeah 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 for sure love um it. but it. it's because we you know you i got to live all over the world and it was through the great game of hockey and what's weird to that think is. of is i kind of hated hockey for a few yeah. years when i got home like i hated it i hated where i was yeah. at with my young kids and my career and I had no job and I'm like, I've, this has happened to me because I played hockey because I played professional hockey and I got to that dead end that everybody yeah. gets to. But then once you get out of it and you, you've, you see what everything hockey did give you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I, I, I train people now to do my job. Um, I work. I work for the IHF, and I, I go all over the world. I've been to Korea, Japan. I've been to Abu Dhabi, Belgium. Um, Research team didn't find that for all the places your hockey journey has taken you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it's been great. Like, so you've been you know, going around with the IIHF and teaching people how to take like do the skates and how to do the and jerseys and like everything. Just set it all out. Yeah. And- I do it. I do it every year. I go to Finland. I go to Finland every year. I've been doing it now like eleven years. Um, See, I figured then, Finland already knew what's up, but maybe not Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi was yeah. I had, I had a guy from Lebanon. I had a guy from Dubai, and I had a guy from some other some other country. Uh, Jordan. You know, I was teaching them. <laughs> They're playing hockey there. Then, yeah, yeah. And I went to one in. Um, there was another one in Korea, and there was an Indian kid. Never sharpened skates before in his life. Never. Touched, right. Never touched skates in his life. And by the end of the week, he was probably the best skate sharpener I've ever taught. And then he, he emailed me about a, a month later 
And it, the Indian Federation bought him a second-hand blade master. And people go to his dad's shed and he, they uh, pay him to sharp skates. I didn't know there was much uh, hockey in India. Well, they play up in the mountains. So um, they play on frozen ponds in the mountains. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's... Well, shout out to Yashas Raghu Kumar, episode 10, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Uh, I did, we did our MBA together in Cardiff. Cardiff Met, right? So he came on. He was actually the first person I ever recorded with in the shed. And then I saved it till episode 10. But yeah, fun times. Um, Well, that's neat. You got to do all that stuff. How does that start? How do you get that position with IIHF to do Uh, that? I, I I got got invited to be an equipment manager on it. So it's um there's ten teams. Um so I've probably worked with kids that have been drafted and stuff like that, you know. So so it was a high performance camp with uh, North Americans, uh Russians, Czech, you name it. So I got invited to this camp. I was an equipment manager, and then the next year they turned around and said, Look, we want you to teach people because you're so good at what you do. And that's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah. Why didn't it work out in Freiburg if you wanted to stay there? Um, Bad management. Yeah. If the player, sorry, Freiburg, if you're listening, (laughs) but when your players are saying best equipment manager they've ever had and what a beauty, that helps your team win hockey games. So wake up. Germany, Germany is a different culture when it comes to some things in hockey. And um, yeah. things are different in each country and each league, right? So, yeah, hmm. yeah. Germany. I thought I thought Germany have got it right because they play they play games Friday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you <laughs> one home, one league. away. Yeah, and there's one guy. There's one guy I hated in this league the last couple of years was Marco Valeran. Like, yeah, play for Sheffield, but you listen to his interview after it. He says. You know what? You're playing in Dundee on on Saturday. Yeah. You drive all the way to Dundee, play the game. You get come back. You get back at six in the morning, and then you got to play at four o'clock. And you lose at Dundee. That two points. That two points in November is going to affect you win the league at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not not properly rested. And these, I think, these owners need to realize now, playing Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, you're going to get more injuries. Yeah, going to get more. At least you've got that time in between to rest. You know, even we played Freiburg was uh, right down the bottom of Germany, and Vice Versa was at the top, and it was ten hour bus trip. Bremerhaven, or probably or Weisswasser, yeah. beautiful white water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you drive all the way up there, you play the game, and you drive all the way back. You get back at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, but you've got the rest of the day to you to know, get your get shit back. back together before Sunday's match. Yeah. I, I loved being in Germany so much for the six years too, because like yeah. your schedule was, you're going to have one road game that week. You're going to be home all week yeah. with your family. Like you're going to be home yeah. and you're going to go, you're going to literally bus there, play the game and bus home. Don't matter how far yeah. it is. <laughs> exactly. And then, then you got playoffs. Like I never, I've never witnessed a, a North American playoff before. And it's, you know, oh, you've never been in a playoff series. No. Oh my word! Until I went to Germany, that's that's hockey. That's what yeah, hockey yeah. is at its truest oh. self. Is a best of the seven best. series. Two teams going against each other and seeing who's going to break. Yeah. 
and we went, we went, you know, we beat Cockburn in five. It was only five games at the time because of COVID. And then we went to the semi-final and lost, you know, lost in uh, game game five. You know, we had a chance. Oh, but when I, you get in a playoff series and say you play game one and then you got to yeah. make the adjustments based on how it went and then you battle again and then you battle again. Yeah. And like literally by the end of it, you know, both teams inside and out. And then yeah, it, yeah. It, it ends up, there could be teams that are better than the other, but then there's times where you feel them break and you're like, Oh yeah, we got you now. It could be game yeah. six. It could be game seven, but you feel yeah. them. You can just see it. They don't have it no more. <laughs> yeah. It was, you play in Cockburn, you come back, you play at home and then you go to Cockburn you come back and you're like, Jesus, this is unbelievable. No practices. It was just wash, do your skates back, pack up and the way you go. And they played every, uh, they play every other day at Germany, right through the playoffs. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all like I loved it. It was mm, that's hockey. And this, no practicing yeah, and just playoff games. If I that is what I would love, just playing playoffs yeah. with no practices. If I could just do that yeah. every season, man. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was different gravy, like you know what I mean. So I but, do. Uh, yeah, I. I what do you like about? Did you like German beer? The the Freiburg team sponsors that Christmas beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's what everybody talks about. It's like you look at their jersey, they're sponsored. The logo is the biggest logo you've ever seen. And then you got the team, team, team down there. Logo is this. Yeah. You know, when I was in Germany like, running amok, my jersey said Ich liebe es, which meant I'm loving it for McDonald's <laughs> with a big side. And I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the whole culture is different. You know, we, I was lucky enough to be in a beautiful city. Um, got out and walk around and up the mountains when it's ski season. So, yeah, I was. And I that's was the difference, back. right? You're not traveling all over the place, and you're at home, and you get out of the rink because it's a practice day, and you get to go do stuff, right? And yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So even even in the bubble, you know, we were we had three dressing rooms with seven guys in each room, each room, and you know. But I still think if we if our goalie hadn't retired after the first what before the first game of the playoffs, we we probably would have won it. Freiburg, yeah, really. Who's the goalie? Yeah, uh, Ben Meisner. He retired after the first game or before, before the first the first, first game. Yeah, to do he, what? He, he had he had mental health issues. So, oh, so okay, so yeah. he retired before the first game. Yeah, so we had a backup that got us all the way through to the semi last game, the semifinals. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Is yeah. his name Enrico? Enrico Saviano. Mm-hmm. Shed fall or maybe have to have him on and chat with him someday, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's it's cool. Like when I have guys on, right? And that the people that follow, I don't have a marketing team, I don't have a sales team, but when I see the people yeah. that are following the shed, they're hockey people, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. There's a lot of people that follow this stuff and um you know, spitting checklists and things like that. That you know, it's growing and growing all the time. You'll probably get sponsored by a, a German beer company soon. So ah, who knows where it's gonna go, right? We're just gonna have fun and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've really just been chatting. We can obviously do that. I have not asked about the Cardiff Rage. You played seven games, you had 25 pins, so that means you're a fighter, you had zero points and 25 penalty minutes. Yeah. Love the old scrap. You don't so, really, eh? You're a fighter. Yeah, I used to be. Oh dear. How'd you yeah, do? I mean, my I did all right. 
still okay. Got beat I, up once by Andy Hanna, but you know. But uh, my 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 best friend Chris Chris Thomas, he's from Cardiff, CJ. Um, he 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 was forward. I was defence, and we have young kids on the team. He'd look at me, he'd go rock paper scissors. Who's going to fight first? And I'm like, oh, here we go, rock paper scissors. Lo and behold, we be. And then you just whoever lost would go out and fight. Fight, yeah. yeah. There's a lot so, more of it back in the day. I saw Jono yeah. and Franny were on that team. Jono, Franny, um, who else would be on the team? Well, James Madison's from Cardiff. There, there was a load. There was a load of us to come through the come well, through the system. You know, I, when I saw your poster pictures, I didn't think you were going to be a fighter. But then I, the research team got hot. I'm like, I think this guy's a fighter. So why? Why does the research team see one game played for the Belfast Giants of 2005-6? Did the team say, we need you to go out there and drop some guy? <laughs> no, no. So it was um, it was a year that uh, – was Theo, I think Theo was here that year. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. So what happened was um, Nathan Craze, another Cardiff guy, was a goalie. Yeah. Uh, was our um, – Mike Menard was our starter. He was from Owen Sound, guy. Ontario. Brother Chris yeah. was a shed guy. Yeah, or is a okay. shed guy. Um, yeah, and then the, the third goalie um, the night before must have taken a shot in practice. We scored. He high five someone, snapped his collarbone. So high fiving a, a guy, he broke his collarbone. Yeah, he must have taken a shot off in practice the day before and weakened it. Didn't realize, so and then maybe it was a little fracture, and then just yeah. You know, so, yeah, and then uh, we didn't have a goalie. So, so you're the backup. Uh, you sat on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It said yeah. zero and goals, it, zero assists. It should have said save percentage. <laughs> but you know the best thing about it was uh, Mike Minard was in net, and someone went over his neck with a skate and cut yeah. him open. No way. Yeah, yeah, cut him open, and uh, the fans are just screaming, "Bring on Taft! Bring on Taft!" Yeah, is going ten to a dozen to. Jesus Christ! Here we go. We're playing Nottingham before one up. Like that. Seven did you ago. go in? No, I didn't. We they um they put a load of Vaseline on for a bandage round. They top top played in the game. Top played in the game. So, <laughs> but uh, but it, the funniest part about it was in warmer. Um, I hadn't told my buddy Adam Goodridge from Nottingham, the equipment guy, that I was backing up. So I'm standing by the blue line with a mask on. And I'm shouting over him, "Goody, goody!" He's looking down. Fuck me. Goody, goody. <laughs> and I shout, goody, lifted mask. He said, what the hell is going on? I said, sorry, man, we have the backup tonight. You know, so. Oh, man, but, it would have yeah. been awesome if you had awesome. the game, too. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, some of the fun stuff that happens in the EIHL, right? It's like the same as yeah. like the coast and everything. Yeah. Like you need guys to step up and help out certain nights, right? Yeah. What is like Theo? When Theo... So yeah, the Theo Fleury Theo played right. for Belfast. Let's get into that. He, I I know Todd once told me a story because I thought it was funny just based on <clears throat> my history. Was He said he came over, he was fat, a little out of shape, and yeah. he said, who's leading the league in scoring? Because yeah. how many points do I need to do it? And then he did that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the day he arrived, I picked him up from the airport. Him and his him and his uh, girl at the time uh, picked him up, put his golf club, matching golf club bags in and suitcases, throwing back the van. I said, "I'll meet you at the rink with your gear." Yeah, no problem. So I turn up at the rink, 
He walks in. He's got this big belly on him. Looked like a Buddha. Goes round the room, starts shaking hands with everybody. Gets to me. I'm in goalie equipment because I'm going to back up goalie. And he shook me by the hand. He went, and you the trainer? I said, yeah, goalie's not playing today. He's sick today, so I'm just stepping in. He just looked at me and went, oh, my God. Where Walked around the room. And then in the corner of the shop, we have this like this area in the shower. There were 75 cases of Coors beer, Coors Light. He turned around and he said, guys, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> he said, I'm done coming in your cold turkey and, you know, you've got all this beer. Yes, 75 cases of beer. <laughs> and he just looks at me. We all look and go, he said, it's okay, guys. He said, I like the hard stuff. <laughs> so, but uh, what a guy. Like, he never touched a drop of alcohol, drugs, nothing. He said the, the best thing he ever found in Belfast was Red Bull. He said it was like liquid cocaine. Red Bull. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember when there was a time when everybody was drinking Red Bull. It would have been right around that time, right? And yeah, yeah. Red Bull was huge. And man, that can't be good for you. No, no. So he loved it. He loved it. So, well, it definitely could get you going. Like I, at Western Michigan University, Red Bull <laughs> Jaegers, Red Bull vodkas, right? Very popular drink. But the problem yeah. is if you drink that shit and then you should be sleeping and the night should be over, it's like, 2 3 a.m. and you're just wound for sound, right? Just buzzing. Yeah. So, and you're awake maybe when you shouldn't be, right? Yeah. He came in, he came in that night though, and he we played Edinburgh. He got uh one plus four uh and a fight. <laughs> and he fought in his first EIHL game. Oh yeah, he fought he fought Freddie Aduya. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. And it's funny, right? Because some guys come over from the NHL. And whether and they were a fighter, they were an actual yeah. fighter, and they're like, I don't yeah. want to do that anymore. Now I'm a hockey player, and you're like, Well, actually, no, yeah. because nobody would have paid you hot money to play hockey because you're actually a no. fighter, right? But that guy yeah, yeah. would come over and show the whole team he's in it to win it, and he gets oh, yeah. in a fight, he gets five points, and then he's like, Oh, you know, then you're like, Well, he's not one of those NHL guys that came over, and no, I saw it, man. Yeah. Guys came over and they thought they were too good for all of us. And it's like, well, you're an yeah. actual punk because you're not playing hockey the way you're getting paid to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. There was a, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, he, was, he was on on Twitter the other day. Uh, he played in, played in Nottingham. I can't remember his name, but he, he absolutely ripped the EI and the DEL to bits. Said it was like, it was like a beer league. And I'm like. And it's funny, right? The guys that say that, the, Ian they, Moran. they come Ian over Moran. and they don't even do that well, right? And it's like, well, Ian Moran, that was his name. So. It's I don't know. I I thought there was a lot of NHL players that came over, and yeah. it actually made me feel better about myself because I was like, well, if you're only that good, then I'm pretty good because yeah. you're not doing very well. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot! I better move on. That's yeah. You're right yeah. though. Like, I that's yeah. I I didn't like when the NHL or former NHL players would come over. And then it's like, well, this is my career. This is my livelihood. And then like some of them just didn't care enough. And it's like, I don't care that you have millions. I really don't. (laughs) No, 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 for sure. Um, Okay. So you worked your way up though. So it was semi-professional in Cardiff. And then it goes to the Super League, which we talked about no Brits playing. I looked at that roster. It was all Canadians. Yeah, we probably had one or two Brits on the team. Jason Stone, I think, Nicky Chin, 
Stoner, which was at which what he was the reason why I didn't wear number 10 in Cardiff because it was retired, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, but yeah, I seen him go up through the through the ranks as well, you know. So and he's a dandy. Yeah. Saw him at the testimonial. He said he'd come on too. You know, there's so there's such a long lineup. It's like I don't even oh, know yeah, yeah. where to start. <laughs> I know. You could be doing this every day of the week. I literally could do it Monday to Friday easily, but you'd have to like make money doing stuff like that, right? There's just not much time in the day. So you got to do it on lunch hour, folks. You need to get a sponsor. Yeah, no. Well, they'd be good. Folks, I'm right here. If you want to sponsor the shed, we do have quite a few folks listening, if you're wondering, (laughs) right? Um, Okay. So anyways, that the, when you start in the Super League, some of the guys I got written down, actually one guy's been with you forever. Steve Thornton. Is he still with Belfast? Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a general manager of the right. Giants. And you've yeah. been with, so you were with so him we in went, 96. It's 2022 so now, folks. <laughs> yeah, so 20, in 96, he came to Cardiff. We won the inaugural Super League that year. Um, Did you have a parade? Oh yeah, I've seen we pictures of that parade, and I'm like, why didn't we? Like, I want a parade, right? We should have had a Challenge Cup it, parade. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best parade because Wales were playing at home as well in the rugby. At the same time so, as the parade. At the same time, yeah. So we had an open top bus going through town, right, right up St Mary Street. Like That's it was 11. the best, best time. Um, probably no Shannon Hope. I've heard the name lots. I don't know him, but yeah. Shannon was a big part of it. Um, but like we went to the mayor's house after it. Um, shoe check the mayor. Um, <laughs> I yeah, met I met every- the mayor in Denmark and I was in yeah. one wearing a gold helmet. So <laughs> we started at 10 a.m. in the morning and I don't think it finished like three o'clock in the morning. Like we were and that's open. hockey. Folks, bring parades yeah. to the UK. Whoever wins the league yeah. this year, bring a gosh yeah. darn parade to town. Let's do this, right? And funny, the funniest thing was we went so in the evening we went to a place called Brannigan's, and the England rugby team were in there. And um, Peter Smith, Peter Waffy Smith, Paul Hebe were all sitting down in a few of years, and the England rugby team come in. They're sitting there. Peter Smith, because England beat Wales, Peter Smith went, oh, congratulations to Will Carlins. Oh, congratulations on uh, the win to me. He said, I really don't give a shit. And Peter Smith's like, what did you just say? So I almost started a bar ball in the middle of Brannigan's. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, all these big rugby players, hockey players. I'm thinking, We're going to get in a brawl because the guy said he didn't even care about winning the game for England? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. get the boys not. Yeah. That's a <laughs> strange response. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy man, crazy. <sighs> when you get a bunch of guys together, and it's interesting when you get teams that go out to bars together, right? Because yeah. it only takes one guy on your team or their team to be a donkey, yeah. and then it's like, well, I know he's a donkey, but we have to have his back uh, because he's on yeah. our team, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so was, things can get carried away. Up, <laughs> one of the guys picked up an ashtray. I'm thinking. Oh, God, this is just when they escalate here. I'm like, time to go. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't need that so stuff, folks. That's when it's time to walk away, right? Yeah, On the yeah, ice, yeah. you don't walk away. Off the ice, you do, yeah, right? <laughs> best friends off ice. Um, okay. So, obviously, you've been to Chippy Lane. Oh, yeah. 
What would yeah, you get if you were going the there? Floor. Chicken curry off the floor. Really? You like it off the floor? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Is, what does yeah. that mean? Have you never, have you never seen it? I've you seen chicken curry, right? It's just yeah, it's so it's, it's it's chicken chicken curry off the bone. Yeah. But we always call it chicken curry off the floor because the guy would get the curry out of a bucket, cook chicken out of the bucket, throw it in, throw it in, put the curry sauce on top of the chips, and you're like, hey, it is what it is. Let's do and it. Think, it's that time of night. <laughs> it's Tony's. I think it's Tony's the 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 chip shop is called. I totally have met you before. You know that? I just realized it right now. It just hit me. No, I'm serious. Nottingham playoff weekend. When I'm yeah. injured and I don't play hockey anymore, the Belfast brass was out and your player coach was the guy I played with in Syracuse. Walzer. And I oh, I, I met you guys at a kebab shop. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you I did, have yeah. met you. Definitely have met you before in my life. Ha. There we go. <laughs> Um, so anyways, well, that's what you get. Eh? I'm not much of a curry guy, you know, gives me yeah. bad odor, but yeah, oh, I have it. I'm a, I'm a curry guy. I, you know, I've met equipment managers that didn't mind smelling bad. Yeah. Oh, there's a few. <laughs> this is one of them. This is one of them. He's sick. You know, yeah, there's some swings with his body odor, right? There could be clean days, <laughs> but there can be the opposite, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's bad days. Every there time I phone, he was on the toilet. So he's on the toilet. I, I've talked to him on toilets too. I I find it'd be interesting, his body odor, now that he has teeth, right? You'd almost feel like you're stuck with a higher standard body odor now, right? He looks, he looks, he looks, like, the donkey, he looks like the donkey from Shrek with empty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he went to an obscure country to get them. So. Oh, yeah. Went to Croatia or something like that, I think, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, anywho, <laughs> so why did you leave the Devils after what was it, four years in the Super League or five years? Yeah, you go to the London Knights, but there, in between there, there's a year where you were just Team GB. Um, no, I um left left Cardiff, went to London Knights, right? Yeah, yeah. The reason I left was because we had an owner called Bob Phillips, and um, he shafted a lot of guys out of money and stuff. Um, so I was going to quit hockey. Actually, I was going to quit, but I went to went to uh, Norway with the national team. Chris McSorley was the head coach, and uh, he was the coach in London at the time. And he said to me, he "said Look, he said the guy in London is not going not going back. He said there's a job opportunity for you there." And I went, "Okay." So I went for the interview, and I got the job. So. And he was the so, coach. Yeah, went, I've heard of him before. Heard no, no, a... he, he, he left. He left. He left. He, he went to Geneva that year. So oh. Bob Leslie came in. Bob Leslie came as head coach. It's very strange. You get talking around in your shed how small this hockey world is. And like, oh. it's always the same names that keep popping up for some reason. Popping up, yeah. You yeah. know? But, uh, okay. So then you go to London. You had Vessio, Sacratini, and Steve Thornton on that team too, eh? And Ian McIntyre. And Ian McIntyre, Jeremy Roenick's brother, Trevor? Trevor, yeah. What a beauty. I didn't know Jeremy Roenick had a brother until the research team yeah. got hot. Yeah, he ended his career in London, actually. So he, uh, we were in Belfast, actually, and took uh, two slap shots in, like, within 30 seconds. And he fractured his uh, shin bone. And he couldn't Blocking walk. Blocking them? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. From the same guy, Rob Stewart, who's assistant coach here. And he couldn't walk. He said, something on my leg. And I said, right, okay. So we took him for x-rays, couldn't find anything. Went for um, MRI, couldn't anything. So we had to send him some, to some specialist. So they got his leg and they twisted it. He had a hairline fracture of his shin. Ugh. Shin bone. And it calcified because it was so long and, and his career. So... Mm. Yeah. Gosh, that can make your knee hurt just listening to shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was an unbelievable guy as well. So, okay, another guy you know, another shed guy that I haven't coursed into my shed yet, Rich Brunella. He was on the team oh, the Rich, second year. Yeah, yeah. Rich, I played with was, him uh, in landsuit with the Cannibals. All right. Okay. Yeah, he's a yeah. dandy too, though. He helped me, right, when you first get to Germany, and he's one of the older guys that's been doing it for a few years. And you need yeah, those yeah. good guys to help you good out guy. when you get over there, right? Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Really good guy, great defenseman. Yeah. You know, uh, Ichiro. Huh? As we call it. Ichiro. What's that mean? That was his name. What Ichiro does, I mean... is like, like a Chinese guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was I tell you, in uh, Munich, where he used to play, they used to like chant something at him. It's kind of strange, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, he's a dandy. He's a firefighter in Toronto now. Oh, okay. um, but anyways, Super League in London. One re- the research team got hot. You only had one Brit on your team the one year, David Clark, who's a legend. But yeah. you only had one Brit on the whole team. Well- the whole team. Crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, you know, that's that's what the league was like. Like, nobody had development. Nobody, you know, and we only had David there for a few games because he was he was uh, helping out. He had so many injuries. And look where his career went, you know. He yeah. got the chance to play the league and then he goes to Nottingham and he is like, you know, so. Oh, yeah. He was a legend. I yeah. remember meeting him. Um, so then they go tits up then probably, right? Bringing that, flying that many guys over. Paying that many guys, paying for the visas, paying for everything, so then it goes tits up, eh? No, it's um, it didn't go tits up. The the owner, like the owner, the owner of the team was Philip Anschutz, so he owns the LA Kings. Oh, at the time, Geneva, Servette, um, Sparta Prague, Hammerby. One, um, what? This guy owns all that I, shit. He used to own Iceband Berlin. Uh, Frank Why do you Bird, tell him so- to sponsor the shed for cripes sake? <laughs> <laughs> so he owned all these teams. So he owns all these teams, and he had whispers that the NHL was going to expand to Europe. So he bought all these teams and didn't. Um, and then he wanted to make a new arena in uh, in London, um, but couldn't get planning permission and car parking and stuff. So I think he bought, say, he bought the, the arena for ten million probably made 40 million on top of that selling it cheapers yeah yeah so what what's that guy into how did he get so rich real estate or yeah 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 so like there's there's a piece of land uh just outside la somewhere that nobody could get so bush was the uh going for president and he said, "Well, if you if you sponsor me to be the president, he said uh, you'll get that land. Lo and behold, he got the land. So, <laughs> but Philip Andrew was the loveliest, the loveliest guy, really nice guy. So, oh, that's and awesome. It's funny, you see, 
funny you say you, that we make the small world hockey world is. So the equipment guy for Sheleftia was in London in 2000 with Hammerby. And he said, Hammerby, what's that? Yeah, that's a Swedish team. He started his career in Hammerby. Now he's with Sheleftia. And he said, I was, I was there at the same time as you then. So Yeah, I remember you. Small yeah, <laughs> it's, it is, man. It's such a small world. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. bizarre when you, yeah. Okay, better keep going here. I, you know, stuff to do. Okay, second year in London, though, you have Rich Brunella, but you also have Gerard Adams, who is also like a devil's legend. It's weird, all these yeah. guys. They're all over the place when the research teams get hot. But then, so after that year, you go to Belfast. How does yeah. that happen? Well, I was, so originally, because the Antutes group were um, closing the team down, um, I didn't have a job to go to. So they just so, did, uh, he, he decides it's not viable in London. The EIHL is not yeah. big enough. Uh, what moving out? Yeah, he said, we're just shutting it down. I thought, okay, no problem. So I spoke to AEG Europe, Anschutz Europe, and I said, is there any jobs within the company? You know, the umbrella of Anschutz. And he goes, yeah, there's a job. He says, um, do you want to go to Reading Royals in the East Coast? Because they own them as well. They own the Manchester team. And I said, right, okay. He said, yeah, no problem. He said, um, yeah, if you want that job, we can get you there. So I got, so the guy at the time, the coach was called Mike Lowry. He, he called me, he said, look, we'd like to take you on and stuff like that. And I thought, yeah, okay, no problem. And um, I thought, cool. And um, he said, I'll speak to you on Tuesday. So Tuesday came, no call. I was in Canada at the time, no call. And then the following Tuesday, I still hadn't heard anything. So I called, I couldn't get a hold of him. So I spoke to the the uh, CEO in Anschutz in Europe and I said, is there any word? He said, I haven't heard nothing. So he came back and said, oh, what happened was Mike Lowry wanted to bring his own equipment guy in. Uh, sorry, his own, his own assistant coach, but the GM wanted to bring his own guy in. So he wanted to bring Derek Maxwell in. The, the coach said, I don't want him, I want this guy. He said, if you don't want him, you can leave. So he left and then the the new so, coach came in and did his, own. did his own thing. And that's how yeah. hockey works, man. It's so interesting yeah. how all the dominoes can fall different directions. And it's based yeah, off yeah. who's in charge, who's going to be the coach, who's going to be this, who's going to be that, like yeah. who you want to work for too. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. It's but, interesting you know, when you talk to coaches too, right? Like, and now mm-hmm. equipment guys is that depending on who the boss is, who, yeah. You know, or when the opportunity arises, can change people's yeah. lives drastically, yeah. right? Yeah. You go to Reading, would, who knows where you're at these days, right? You know, it could be in the NHL right now. You, know you could mean? be, you or know. you could be in Reading. <laughs> which yeah, you could be in Reading. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. sad. <laughs> the East Coast, just, man, is not fun. It can't be fun no. for an equipment guy. That must be yeah, yeah. as bad as it gets for equipment guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not unpacking and unloading bags for guys like you are probably. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fortunate. So I got the call. For- then so. you go to Belfast. Who called you? Steve Thornton, Todd Kelvin. No, Rob, Rob Stewart. He was the uh, he was assistant coach at the time with Dave Whistle in uh, Belfast. Dave had gone to Germany. Robert took over the team, and then he said, "Look, you want to come here." 
Tom Blatter is not coming back. So he went to Switzerland. He went from Switzerland to the Marlies to the Maple Leafs. Um, and then, yeah, so so I've been here ever since. Right. And uh, it looks like a great city. I, I got to spend a little oh. time there, but what a city, eh? Yeah. Like, I, I'm from Cardiff, and I love Cardiff. Yeah. I don't think I go back to now living here. Really? Yeah. You're so close. To, you know, Belfast is a great city. You've got Dublin just two hours down the road. You know, you've got three airports. You can fly anywhere you want to go. You know, if you want to go on a holiday. I, yeah. I think Belfast you know well we could debate this all yeah. day but i've never lived at belfast so i wouldn't know what to say so um yeah but yeah. carve's yeah. pretty fun too you know expensive though cardiff expensive. does belfast have a chippy lane uh no where really. does the team go and run a mock say they go out after the game they're not going to the bar that the rest of the away teams go to because i never saw them there what's it filthy yeah, yeah. mcnasties or whatever yeah, so what, uh, where does the home team go to run a muck and then where are they eating late night? We're like if they beat us and then they go yeah. out, where are they going and what are they eating? They go to the cathedral quarter. So um they got the hot bar, dirty onion. Um, dirty onion? Yeah, the dirty onion is um what's that other place? It's, it's probably five or six bars all within, you know, two minute walk, you know. That sounds fun. It's uh, yeah, Cathedral really Quarter. So that's not by the rink, then. No, it's across the bridge, just across the bridge in the town. Mm. So you got McHugh's, you got um, eh, so many. I Spaniard is so many. So or whatever you want. So, sounds fun. And guys, guys, guys don't really think about food after a game anyway. When it got a Saturday night off, so it's straight in the town. I understand. No, it's once at it's at the end of that night that they think about eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's little, after little, they've little, ran little, the muck. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's the place to go. So, I got a few numbers and names written down now. Okay, yeah. Graham Walton, number eighteen. I always found it yeah. interesting when I would go to Belfast. I'm number eighteen, and my last name's Walton. And then I look up in yeah. the rafters and I'm like, it says 18 Walton. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's really neat that somebody <laughs> that was with my last name is able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Graham, Graham was uh, one of our, when I first came here, we had like three or four local guys that played on the team. Uh, and he, he was one he of them. Helped. He was one of them. And I uh, went on to play for um, Great Britain. Um, and then, you know, Got his testimonial after ten years and then retired, you know. So, so yeah, he's a. Is he still around town then? Does he still show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. He does uh, some live commentary on the games right now. Well, that's pretty cool that there's Walton eighteen in the stands somewhere, right? People might get (laughs) confused and think it's me. So thank you, Graham. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that punk number forty-four, Todd Kelman, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so he had a pretty yeah. big impact in Belfast, eh? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Tell you a good story about Todd. So uh, we're playing against Nottingham. And, You're not uh, going to tell the killer story, right? Because when I asked him of why his nickname's Killer, he wouldn't respond on the in the shed. So uh, I won't tell you that one. No, we'll <laughs> leave that. Song. We'll leave that to everybody to wonder until he comes back, right? Yeah. So we're playing against Nottingham at home. Uh, he dumps a puck in, and Matthew Myers is playing for Nottingham. And Matthew Myers got his stick up high, 
<laughs> he caught him in the nose. He caught him right, right here. Killer goes off. There's blood everywhere. And I was, I was always taught not to spook a guy if they said, "Oh, does it look really bad?" I said, oh, it doesn't look that bad, honestly. You know. Right. So Todd's lying. Todd's lying in the in the doctor's room like this, lying on the bed. Hey, tap. Honest opinion. How does it look? And I went, "Yeah, it doesn't look too bad." I said, "Kept the stitches on the sides." I said, "You'd be perfect." He went, "Tap. Honestly." What does it look like? Well, I said, if you get a, a raw beef burger, rip it in half, that's what your nose looks like right now. I said, are you fucking kidding me? And I went, nope. <laughs> right through the septum, right through the septum, both the sides are split. And I said, uh, do you think you'll play tomorrow? And he goes, yeah, give me a cage. What's the septum? That's the between, the, the septum's the thing the between that, the two that, nostrils? Right, right, in the, right in the middle, yeah. Right through, split right through here, right at the sides. Oh, good <laughs> lord, <clears throat> that's yeah. gross. Um, so then he goes yeah. from player to be the GM. I found that would be a strange transition for a player because for myself, like I was, I tried to be best friends with all my teammates and then to make decisions yeah. on where they end up in life and how much money they make, you know, that'd be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was good. He was close with the owner, Jim Gillespie, who sadly passed away about a month ago there. And uh, yeah, you know, given the opportunity to be the GM and Todd, Todd, Todd did a really good job. You know, we were struggling at the time. You know, when, when I first started, we were getting no fans because bad management at the start, first three years. And then Todd took over and then, you know, built a fantastic fan base and got us to where we are today. And he also uh, did the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is yeah, You" yeah. video with the team, right? Yeah, that that was uh, a sensation on take, YouTube. What, I guess it went viral. What viral? One take that took one take. Did did you get involved? I haven't watched in a while. No, I was uh, having girlfriend problems at the time, so I didn't get get involved in that mm, one. So. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Next guy I got written down. You had Tony Hand as a player coach there, and they talk about how he was the Wayne Gretzky of British hockey. Is that true? Yeah, he was the Wayne Gretzky of British hockey. Um, holds all the records, you know, goals, assists, all this stuff. Um, but could never do it for GB. Could never do it for GB for some reason. You know, he could do it on domestic always- games, but when he gets to the international stage, he wasn't like yeah. Liam Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> You can no, say. no. He started on he start on the first line, then up on the fourth line, and then really off the pole. Yeah. So you know the mental play. game is a thing, and um, like some guys, when things start going wrong, it continues to yeah. downward spiral, and then when things start going right, it just takes off, and you're like, "Oh, look at this!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. crazy. So okay, then he, then he went coaching with us and. He went left from there to go to Manchester then. So next guy, number 19 is also in the rafters and a shed guy, Colin Shields. Yeah, Colin, yeah. Um another good guy. He settled here in Belfast as well. He's got a, Running a got gym, a right? Gym, yeah. Gym and uh he's big into golf now, so we don't see much of him anymore. So no he's another guy with he's another guy with a new set of teeth. You know, it so. is uh yeah. 
new teeth after the career's over is good, right? There's yeah, a lot yeah. of guys picking up some new chiclets these days, right? <laughs> Trying yeah, to fit yeah, it in the real world, guys. Way to go, right? Just don't keep yeah. spitting them out in people's drinks, right? Exactly, yeah. You've yeah. seen the guys, right, where they wear the mouth guard and then oh, they yeah. got the two teeth and oh. then they spit it out in somebody's so, drink and they're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, eyeball, seen an eyeball done, so. Oh, I okay. eyeball in the pint. I eyeball in the pint of Guinness is the best one. Did you say an eyeball? Yeah, glass one. Who did that? Uh, a friend of mine. I know not name any names. He just dropped. That's his eyeball fine, but his eyeball could come out. Yes, glass, glass eyeball. Oh, <laughs> that would freak <laughs> me right out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you can't see the bottom of the Guinness. You get to the bottom, there's the eyeball just sitting in there. <laughs> so the guy would have like nothing in the socket then he'd be yeah. standing there with yeah. nothing yeah okay <laughs> okay okay so are you like uh rain man deece where you know everybody's curves and sticks oh yeah 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 what key for you is Kiefer, would you, you used to use the P92, but now, now he's a coach. He uses the P28, which is a Veskin. So he ended his career with the P28, but he was a P92. Why did he switch at the end? That doesn't make sense. Oh, top cheese, top cheddar. Trying to go top titties, eh? Okay. Yeah. How about Daryl Lloyd? Daryl Lloyd, P91A, um, the old Drury, mm. uh, 110 flex, okay. vapor, vapor. Calvin Alfring. Calvin Alfring, he had his own pattern. Um, he right? was a CCM. Yeah. His yeah. own pattern. Yeah, square Oops. toe. Square toe on the end. Square toe? Yeah, like the Lidstrom. Yeah, that, I never understood that. I can still remember his uh, skate shot made three eights you know, on his grass. Three eights? So, I've yeah. only heard of five eights and seven eights, not three. Yeah. Half inch, half. half what does that mean? They're not as sharp. Oh, they're deep, deep. That means really. it's. That means it's really sharp. Deep. They're really sharp. Yeah. Hmm. I got. A, I got a guy now. It's on inch and a quarter, which is the flattest you can get. Really. Yeah. What. Does he say why? You glide better, faster. And it's, see, anyone half inch would be my limit because anything after that, you're going to put so much pressure on your knees and your back. That's where you get injuries. And in today's game, now you glide more. So anything from a half inch down to a five eighths, three quarters, like Bouncy's a three quarter guy. You know, for a goalie, that's very, very low. I don't know anything about goalies, so try not to. Yeah, dumb, dumb as shit, them guys. You're weird. Um, yeah, Bouncy's good, dude. But uh, goalies. And so I didn't actually know when I got to Cardiff. And Dees is like, "How do you want your skates?" And I'm like, "I want them sharpened." And he's like, "What is that? Like, what do you mean?" I'm like, "I want them sharp to play the game." And he's like, "Do you yeah. want five eights? You want seven eights?" I'm like. I don't know. And then Deese yeah. is like, well, the, your height, your stature, you should use this. I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but you guys do know what's going on. Like you're talking about your back and your knees. You guys are paying attention to what's going on. Eh? So, so, so I, I, I look into the science of it as well, you know, so. And the more you do things years, for so. years and years, you get better and better at it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember the, um, a few years ago, guys just wear the full leather gloves, full leather. Now they're nylon. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean like the so, palms or like, no, the, the all of the, the whole glove was leather, mm. right? Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't pay enough. attention to my equipment much other so than what, my what, skates what and sticks. So what happened in the NHL was like guys were getting hit into the boards, and their glove because they weren't nylon was sticking to the glass, and they were either flipping their wrists, oh. or shoulders, and mm. if it because the leather wouldn't slide, so they changed from leather to nylon. Right. Well, so, you got to learn from your mistakes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Calvin Elfring was a hell of a defenseman, though. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was awesome. Really when he skater. played for Belfast yeah. that year, that was the year you guys beat us in the playoffs, right? It we yeah yeah. And he was all over the place. He was like a rover, but then he was always back when he was supposed to be back. But yeah. then he was all over the offensive zone. And it's as a yeah. winger, you're like, could you please stop this and just stand yeah. back there like the rest of them and stop moving around, yeah. right? Yeah, he, he was so good, so good on his edges. He he fly around there. Yeah, I mean, you didn't beat we didn't we didn't beat you in the playoffs anyway. So the league, I think. No, you beat us in the playoffs my first year, 2014-15. We not played the, the f- not in the final. No, no, to get to the playoffs. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah. even make it to Nottingham until I was injured and couldn't play. Um, it was the best home-and-home uh, <laughs> home against you guys. We, like, tied you in oh, Belfast, right. and I talked about it because yeah. I remember walking out of the arena behind Elfie's kids and his wife, and they said, um, is that dad's last game ever for real? And she's like, well, they're going to play at Cardiff, and then yeah. and then they ended was, up, you guys was, beat us and then moved on to the final was Westgarth in that team? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's in the, he sat on the bench until the third period. He didn't get a shift. He, he didn't get a shift. And then who's the big defenseman with the ginger beard? He, he teaches hockey and Hendo. Hendo. Yeah. So the puck went into the corner and he went flying in and he hit him so hard. The glass was going like that. And then the puck went back in again. And it went to Hendo again. He crushed him again. I'm like, oh my god! Wesker did. Yeah, yeah. And then the next night, then we went into your barn, and Westy, you know, went went Westy just won that game for us because of his presence. You think so? I don't even remember him playing. No, he played the whole game because one of our guys. That's not why you beat us. Just letting you know, it's more Adam Keefe and those guys, but. Westgarth was good and like I'm sure yeah. for the tough guys was a presence, but like I I don't think yeah. he won that game for you. Just letting you know. Well, I think he I, I think he um made a bit more space for some guys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then we got to then we got to the got to Nottingham and uh Steve Thorne didn't play him a shift. Um I don't I, mean, I well, I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't find him as effective as Adam Keefe out there. 
I did not oh. find I didn't find him intimidating. I didn't find him hard to play against. And I'm just being honest. Yeah. yeah Adam Keefe was all those things and was the biggest competitor ever. But I everybody remembers things differently, right? Like you remember yeah. him hitting Hendo. I remember Hendo hip checking him and then all the videos in Cardiff about how Hendo hit the West Garth and everybody loved it. And it's like, everybody remembers things differently. I remember my shifts. I remember the game I played and um, yeah, you guys just beat us. You guys, like we had great games all that season. Every, I remember the first exhibition game of that season, the pregame speech from Lordo was like, this is the team that is the team to beat. They won it all. They blew everybody out. And he's like, we're here now. We're going to show them tonight. We're here. And this is an exhibition game, but we're going to let everybody know that like, we're here now. And this was Lordo's like first game as a preseason head coach. And then we went out there and it was a full melee in Belfast. You remember that fights everywhere. Yeah. 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 Fun times. Those were good battles though. I really enjoyed playing Belfast and Sheffield and the clan. Those are the teams I like playing. So we also battle now. So Yeah. No, fun times. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, okay, better move on. Pat Dwyer's on your team too, eh? What a player he was. Western Michigan Bronco. Yeah, he was lights out the best player in the league that year. Lights out. And he only played 20 games. It's, yeah, no, he did really well, eh? If he if he played a full season, we wouldn't have won. We would have won the league five games ago. oh he's no he's a player and like he was one of those guys that is one of those competitors that like i i'll never forget the conversation at western michigan university i'm from elmira ontario he's drafted to the nhl to atlanta and you know i'm like oh i think i'm almost as good as this guy or whatever and then he's drafted the nhl i feel like i'm similar you know we're similar capabilities and he said to me he's like I will play in the NHL. He's like, I will do whatever it takes to play one game in the NHL. I know I will. I will 100% play a game in the NHL. And I was listening to him going, I don't think I will. I don't think I ever will. I don't think I ever thought I would. And then he went out there and gone and done it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he, played, he played years. He good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, great career there. So, yeah. So, yeah, he was a class guy, really classy guy, so. No, and he's coming back to the shed, folks. And he just became an AHL Calder Cup champion as a coach, well, right? Yeah. yeah, and he it won't be won't be long before he's an assistant coach in the NHL. I agree. I that. No, but his attitude, he will make yeah. it. I know he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I saw him do it as a player. See him do it again as a coach, yeah. right? Yeah. Jim Vandermeer. Tough yeah, old prick to play against. <laughs> yeah, tough old prick, funny guy. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He'd everything. be probably he good in the shed, eh? Oh, it'd be awesome, though. Honestly, you'd love him. The stories he can tell with his yeah. brothers and all that is, and especially United Beer, he is lights out. One of the funniest guys. One oh, of the I best defensemen I've. One of the best defensemen I've ever, ever seen playing ball. Tough could. Run the power play could do anything you need, right? Yeah, you know, score, and he was always he's always good teaching the younger guys certain things. You know, like just on standing in front of the net, tip bucks. He was just 
I don't know where he's from, but I'm pretty sure he's like from a small town rural area where like he'd be the type of guy that's going to help out his, the kids around and like, yeah, he's the type of guy you want to teach your young bucks right in Belfast. Yeah. Yeah. Just outside Calgary. I think he is. Okay. Um, let's see here. You got any questions while I look at the rest of my notes? No, not really. Who's your goalie now? I heard that Besco guy was really good. Uh, he's he's probably he's probably the best goalie ever played in this league. The best goalie nice that ever out. played in this league. You're gonna say that in the shed right now. I am. Okay. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like he was the most easiest laid back goalie, fun guy. Turned up every night. You know, he was just. So you're not just saying that performance wise, you're saying that full package. Full package. Full package, best goalie ever. Yeah. Cheaper. Sounds like I need to get him in the shed then. Yeah, mate, he was, he was unbelievable. Like, well, when you just hear people talk about him, right? They're like, Besco, you know, Besco. And they like have that smile. Like, yeah. Like, this is a guy, you know, he's, this is the type of guy he is. We're playing in Milton Keynes. Um, there, was a, there was a scrap on the ice. He's standing in the net and they start playing music. He's dancing in the net. He's just having fun playing hockey. I'm playing hockey. He's just standing there like, you know, he played in the DEL. You know, he won best goal in the DEL. You know, he... He, he is... won the best goal in the DEL? Yep. Did he go to Belfast for the school deal? Nope. So this is how it came about. So he was in the DEL and his wife at the time turned around to him and said, look, Tyler, it's either me or hockey, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so Tyler took the wife, the wife side of it. So he's, he stopped playing hockey um, in DEL and then um, they split up anyway. Right. Yep. And then Besco ended up in Edinburgh mm. of all places. And he was like, he, he beat us single handedly at home against us. And then the next year, then I got in contact with Scott. Someone asked me to get in touch with Scott Neal, got in touch with Scott. Scott gave me his number. And then next minute, he signed for us. Right. So then he let me, won the league with us. Then he went to um, Slovakia. Went to Slovakia. I think they won the league in Slovakia as well. Um, and then the pandemic hit and they went to VLAC. I think he only lasted six games, but I don't think he was happy there. And right. then he brought him back here. So, right. It's interesting when players are happy and they feel comfortable, they play much better. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but I think equipment managers and kit guys are a very big part of that. Um, okay. I think we're about done here. I got to go back to the real world. But what I was going to say is, Dees made my time in Cardiff what it was. Um, yeah. When I was injured and couldn't play anymore, and was having a hard time, that yeah. dude would spray paint my body naked for me just so I could feel part of the team again. And I could run <laughs> out, and I felt like part of the team again, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. equipment managers can make the culture what it is. Yeah. They can make it a team. Or they can bitch about getting up in the morning. They can bitch about staying up at night. They can bitch about doing laundry. They can bitch about yeah. sharpening skates. They can bitch about everything. But if you have a yeah. guy that makes it fun to show up every day and loves their job and is passionate about it, it makes teams 
good. It makes players feel better. It makes players want to play better. And that's what wins championships. And I know Todd did a pretty good job in Belfast. I'm sure Kiefer's done pretty good, but you've been their equipment manager through how many trophies? (laughs) I couldn't tell you. I've lost count. I've lost count. And it matters. The equipment manager matters. And the reason you've won so many trophies is who you are. And then when I post you're coming on and I don't even know you and the response I get is it may, it makes you realize what, like I know from my experiences, but for other people, they have no idea how important equipment manager is to the success of the team for the year. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. And it's funny you say about championships. There's a bag just sitting there with just full of medals. Just right. full of them. They just sit every time I get one, I just drop another one in there. It's still, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll grab it for you now. I'll grab it. Right. It's, it, the thing, like, I'll, what I'll respond to that is you're always looking for the next one, right? Like, you win one and they're like, well, that was awesome. You celebrate for three days and then it's on to the next one, right? There Look at all those medals. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> Um, just, just people come down and look at them. I'll, I, yeah, some of my medals, I have a few too. Um, yeah, didn't quite make it home unscathed. <laughs> 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 the second, you should, I should find the second league German championship medal. There's no strap anymore. <laughs> it's, oh, it, it, it went, it, it had a good time that weekend, you know. Yeah. No, I'm sure it did. <laughs> but winning stuff is fun. And for the folks that yeah. don't know that, you know, <clears throat> to be honest, I'm, I'm not trying to pump my own tires because I think of hockey yeah. the way I think of hockey. And I ain't going around jock sniffing, trying to get the biggest stars. <laughs> I'm trying to get the people that are shed guys. And yeah. Equipment managers matter. Equipment managers matter in all of hockey. They matter in the NHL. They matter in the EIHL. And yeah. they change teams from winning and losing. And when I asked Deese, I'm expecting some smart-ass answer from him about yeah. you. And he says, not much to say about him. He's my best friend in hockey. i do anything for him. And he just gets his shit done. He works hard. He does everything you need him to do. And it's like, well, that that's winning, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's nice words from him, you know. So I'm glad I'm glad he's doing well himself. Um, he's got himself a good setup there in Graz. Well, and then um, the guys in Germany, right? Carlos saying you're the best equipment manager he's ever had. Yeah, yeah. Um my equipment manager in Beatingheim was Frankie Beauty, Frankie Hyder, loved him. We couldn't really communicate that much because he was German and I was English, but yeah. um yeah, like you do need a fun guy fun that likes to be at the rink that wants to yeah. be there and yeah. will do anything for the team, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do any like I do anything for any, if I whatever team I'm working for, I'll do anything for them. You know, if it was Germany, like Simon Diner, Chris Billish, Mark Whitford, all them all them local guys, Marvin Nyer. Love them all, Nico Linsmeyer. If it's Belfast, I'll be doing anything for them. If I was waiting for Cardiff, I'd do the same for them. Like you know what I mean? And, and I do exactly same thing for GB. And that's why you're a shed guy. And but that's why yeah. you're a winner, and that's why you keep winning stuff. And that's why GB is what it is. I mean, yeah, like what they've done, like 
and how much more work it is for you guys when the season's over that you guys go and do that. But then you're also taking care of players and all these different EIHL teams, or they're in North America, they're wherever you're getting them the sticks, you're getting them the equipment that they're ready to go come game time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, I go to these rinks now and I see the Robert Dowds and I see the David Phillips and I, I'll see the, the Clemens, the Venus, whatever I go. Dowdy's the one I didn't write down either. Dowdy yeah. was the uh, other guy too. Yeah, uh, Liam Kirk. It's not a handshake anymore. It's a hug. It's a family thing, you know. It's oh. a, come on, bring it in, you know. It's just a big hug. It's a big family thing, you know. And it's, it's and that's awesome doing anything for each other, right? And that's what hockey yeah, yeah. is, right? And that's what it is to me. And you just hit me in the heart there because I see the kids I coached last year around the rinks. It's yeah. not a handshake. They come up and give me hugs and I'm like, that's it. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's how it should be. I think so. That, it's, that's uh, hockey, like, right? Hockey's a big family, massive family. It's and, a small sport, but it's a massive family. And that's how the shed can happen is that there's people yeah, yeah. like you and Deese and, the fellows out there and the gals yeah. and uh yeah yeah you know and then you know them you know the girls that you know what they got to put up with year after year you know you know on the road they're sitting at home you know moving all I over my- to different countries packing yeah. up and then like yeah. we're busy doing our thing and yeah 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 for sure mm-hmm. so um cool. no but seriously it's been great getting to know you um this if you want to me be on again, again I'll come. I will have you on again. We're gonna have a uh a a kit guy convention. Maybe you, Maxi, yeah, yeah. Deese, right? Get the fellas Merds. back together. Merds, we gotta get Merds on Merds. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's no, but I love this shit. It literally makes my day better, it makes me happier, yeah. it gives gets me something to be excited for. It's like I have yeah, a game yeah. again. It's like I'm thinking. On a Wednesday afternoon, I'm like, okay, I got a game Friday night and I get excited about it. It's like yeah. now I'm like, Taft's coming to the shed. Yeah. Which here's <laughs> my last question. Your name's Jason, but everybody calls you Taft. What's that about? So you have uh they call a Scotsman, a jock, an Irishman, a paddy, an Englishman, a wanker, and then you got uh, a Welshman's Taft. So being lived since you lived in Cardiff, there's a river called the River Taff. Okay. So I lived I lived on the River Taff in a village called Taffswell. In Welsh, it's fun on Taff. So <laughs> when I started playing hockey, everyone started calling me Taff and it's stuck ever since. Makes sense. <laughs> now that you've yeah, explained so, it, it makes sense. So yeah, it's basically yeah. taken over your name because, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like people, and- for people from speak to Jason and they're like, who? that's what i was like i didn't know how to get the research team hot because i was putting in taff and nothing was coming up and then all of a sudden i found it and i was like ah there it is yeah (laughs) uh no but seriously thank you so much it was great getting to know you and um for the last almost two hours i've got to find out why all these guys say such nice things about you so keep up the great work and if you do want to make the nhl I'm pretty sure that you should based on the reviews. Yeah, yeah. And this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Taff and Wally.
Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Goldbands. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend in my own mind. I'm good for some, but I'm not for 